Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me expert CEO and founder of Super High, Rick Lomas. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. And we're actually going to talk about something pretty interesting because Web3 is like in all the news, right? And the topic today is how to leverage Web3 to help creatives financially. Yes. So I'm a creative and uh, Web3 is big with like, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrency and, you know, the future of where the internet is headed. Give uh, the people listening or watching just a basic understanding of what Web3 actually is. Sure. So I'll actually start with a bit of a background on me, just to kind of give you a bit of kind of reasoning for where this came from. Um, my background is I'm a coder and designer. Uh, originally was working in the creative industries for a long time, kind of fell into teaching. So kind of started my own code school in London, uh, taught a lot of people in person, uh, moved to New York is about six years ago now and started a online code school called Supai. And basically we teach people all around the world to basically get better at their careers um, with this, we talk to a lot of creators every single day. So I talk to people directly. We talk to our customers a lot. We see what their needs are. And a lot of their needs go beyond just education itself. So a lot of the time, they don't need to learn a new skill or take another course. But essentially, it's kind of monetary related or you know career related in general. So we were kind of really looking into how we help people in our community. And we've done a lot of things in the past, such as scholarships and, you know, letting people uh, kind of take our courses for free, for instance. Uh, But it didn't really help people who'd already taken our courses. So we kind of looked into um, how would we make the best scholarship in the world? And essentially, um, rather than... It's a daunting task. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of really thought, like, how do we do this properly? You know, what would actually a creative in 2022 actually need right now? How do you and, leverage yeah. uh, how do you leverage Web3 to do that? Like, you know, web, yeah. so, you know, Internet point two is like, you know, yeah. social media and like the, the rise of the video platforms and yeah. media and all that. Internet one was, you know, AOL chat rooms and, yeah. um, you know, bro- broadband kind of expanded it. What is Web3? What's the evolution of the Internet that's causing Web3? Is it metaverse blockchain crypto uh vr like is that what web3 is i think the way that most people like to call it is the blockchain working with web so the kind of general way is almost like web one was just reading things uh web two was reading and writing so things like social networks and web three is really about read write and own so basically having Mm -hmm. that ability to own digital goods on the internet um, with this, of course, there's things like uh, crypto and blockchains kind of underneath the hood on a lot of these things. And I think a lot of people would kind of understand the concepts of NFTs, for instance, you know, uh, kind of people think of it as just digital images. So like, you know, a picture of a frog, for instance. People right, like trade. the NFTs out there, the, yeah. board, the board apes and all that stuff, right? Yeah, but I think this is the kind of start of a little bit more of a wave. And I think as we kind of move away from this idea of it just being like, you know, pictures of bored apes or frogs or whatever it is that people are selling, um, an NFT is basically just a, a digital item. And that could be anything from a access card to something to uh, even things like a mortgage could be on the blockchain in the future. And the idea of having that transactional uh, list of things that have happened on the blockchain, which is almost like a a ledger of everything that's happened ever, um, is something that people will be working with a lot lot more. And, you know, the reason we kind of came up with this best scholarship in the world, uh, we kind of turned it into a bit of a 
Um, we kind of took a bit of a tangent on that and kind of looked into like this idea of publicness and transparency. So what we were doing as part of this thing we called Supai Basic Income is we wanted to give people money. And basically, they could do whatever they wanted with it. We gave them $1,000 a month for six months. On top of that, a laptop and also some courses as well. But the thing that we wanted to kind of add under the hood there was like, how do we prove this is real? Because you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things on the internet, like retweet this thing and you might get a laptop. Right. No one knows if that laptop even exists. All the contests think, and everything, yeah. Yeah, it's like, how do, you, how do you prove that that is real? How do you prove that that laptop actually exists? And I think if you look at the kind of web one and web two ways of doing things, there isn't really proof. You know, Usually it'd be in a bank account and then you'd have to trust someone that that money was there. Right. Whereas in the web three way, you can actually have it on the blockchain. On the blockchain, crypto. yeah. Yeah, and you can basically say, we've got this money that we're giving away. We want to give this to people. And you know, we want to do this very publicly. And you can see that this money is there, whether you like it or not. Like, right. So a, a user a user has like a wallet on MetaMask or whatnot with their yeah. you know with their persona online that's linked exactly. to this blockchain transaction. So so it yeah. shows that user one two three four owns the laptop, owns the scholarship, yeah. and they can exactly. even add it to their Twitter if they want. So they can kind of promote it as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a know, great idea. Us, it was something that wasn't really kind of just because crypto is cool right now. It was more like, how do you use this as a tool to improve like the transparency behind all this stuff? Because, you know, a lot of people had no idea what Supai was. And if they saw this scholarship, they might be like, this is a scam. Like, why would you ever? Like, why would I even apply? To it's this a rug pull. Time? It's a rug it could pull. Be. And that's the thing. You know, the worst thing that we could have it could have looked like was we were just collecting email addresses, and there wasn't right. money there, and we just took all your email addresses and all your data, and then ran off. So, we, what exactly happened? So, what, what yeah. when you launched Super High and you gave out the thousand dollars of the laptop and yeah. the courses, and it was linked to a blockchain transaction and whatnot. Yeah. What happened in the industry for creatives? What did you notice? Like, what were the three yeah. things, the top three things you noticed? So we got a big range of people apply. So we had 22,000 people apply for this and way more than we expected. So I was expecting maybe 2,000 at most. Um, but yeah, we hey, free money is free money. <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of didn't know who was going to basically apply. And we saw a kind of range of different uh, kind of reasons, really, of like why people wanted to actually, you know, essentially... We said on the site that you can kind of do what you want with this. If you spend it to change your careers or you know do the thing you want to do as part of your career in, in the kind of long term, that's fine. If you use this money to do absolutely nothing, that is also fine as well. well what like, did it end up being? Now I'm curious. What, what yeah, so we, we had seven winners in the end. And basically the range of people, I think we got some very unique stories. So you know, a quick example of that is we had a photographer who lived in Mozambique who could basically use this to help his uh, photo school. And basically we saw this kind of, um, you know, this is something I would have never expected when we started this, that suddenly someone in Mozambique was going to win this thousand dollars. You know, you kind of think of it in the very uh, US centric kind of point of view. Right. And all of a sudden it's like people from anywhere can wow. easily get this money and change their lives with this. Yeah. Mozambique, a thousand dollars in a MacBook or whatever. That's yeah. going to be huge for big. them. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we have been thinking about things from a more like global perspective because helping global creatives in general is a big thing. You know, we want to kind of help people no matter where they are in the world. It shouldn't really matter which country you're in, but if this can go and help people in their lives, then that's a really great thing. That's awesome. That's a fantastic story. And now I'd be curious to see what photography 
level yeah. they're they're taken to like what's the next step for this person in mozambique are they able to now buy a better camera you know uh, maybe hire yeah. someone to help them process the photos better like you know these are the things that you have to think about and so yeah. how how can you scale this now is that is that something you've thought about how you can scale super high to a level where yeah. a, a thousand people are getting uh these scholarships and 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 limiting it to people who really need it more than everybody else yeah, so with the, Mo the guy in Mozambique, he's basically training up other people in the local area to be photographers and using the money to buy equipment to actually help each other out. And I think we've been looking at things from that kind of um, collaborative perspective. And basically what we're doing going forwards is kind of opening up the Supai platform, which at the moment we make courses for the creative industry, but we're basically going to be opening up to essentially let people get paid to share their skills is kind of where we're trying to go with this. And, you know, we want to build this on top of things like Web3 because of that transparency and publicness rather than just because it's cool, like having that kind of ability to see the flow of money. We can't hide this away. You know, it's not like some kind of central pie where suddenly we take a cup, but you don't know how much cup we take in. So that's the thing we want to kind of build out at the moment is not just this kind of like we're just giving money away, but essentially letting people get paid to share their skills is kind of where we're going. I like that a lot. That's really yeah. important too, is the visibility because there's yeah. just so many scams out there. Now, totally. while you were building Super High, because this is a fantastic idea, you know, um, I mean, we've had the idea of universal basic income. Yeah. Pe people have been throwing that term around since the last election here in the U.S. and yeah. giving people a thousand dollars a month, whether they work or not, uh, allows people to cover their expenses on a monthly basis without exactly. the pressure and the stress so that they can maybe be more creative or spend more time with yeah. their family. So what what are the challenges? Because this is something that's been going on for a long time. So what are yeah. the challenges that you've been facing as the CEO of Super High that have caused you to maybe not be able to do things the way you want to or, you know, think think more yeah. clearly in terms of what your objectives are? Exactly. I mean, I think we've been very inspired by things like universal basic income and generally kind of surprised actually that no other company's really done this, especially on a for-profit level, um, mainly because we've seen really good, you know, uh, feedback from it, from the community. A lot of people never heard of us had now taken our courses, for instance. And that's something that we've kind of found as a real um, surprise that, you know, why has no one else done this apart from maybe a few smaller government schemes and we've seen the benefit from the winners already you know we we're only a few months into the program but already seeing the kind of outcomes from this being really really strong so not only just the guy in Mozambique but people who can actually really accelerate their careers and basically take the time to do the stuff they want to do and you know I think if I was on my deathbed right now and going like what did I want to do in my life and uh you this know this would be it yeah, you know, I think this is easier than saying like, oh, you know, let's get 2% better conversion rate on our website. You know, this is something that's a bit bigger and a bit more, it's kind of a bit more impact, really. And I think we could give that money to Mark Zuckerberg and put it on Instagram ads and Facebook ads to kind of get the message out there. But we just felt like this could be just given to our own community right now and basically let them make that difference instead of it just being given to yet another corporate advertiser so i totally agree with you <laughs> yeah that's kind of why we're surprised that no one's really done this before so how do you yeah. involve the community you mentioned that just now yeah. so how, how do you like so like you're bypassing like the ad market right yeah. so how do you focus more on the community and make them more you know cohesive and like stronger oh, yeah. i guess you know how do you how do you do that how do you without i mean are you leveraging social networks to do this or yeah 
So we basically didn't want to judge it internally ourselves, partly because we didn't want to kind of give bias on it, really. Mm. So we actually let the, the community judge who was winning. And we made that anonymous so people couldn't tell oh, who cool. was who. And, you know, we had so many people applied, so we had to get 200 judges to also <laughs> go through and find the best people too. Wow. And even from that, it was just, you know, interesting to hear, like, the judges' stories too, because they were like, I didn't realize how many issues there were in, you know, not only just the crave industry, but just in the workplace in general. So many people want to make a big change to their careers. So many people want to go freelance. You know, some of the things that you know we saw were basically people applying for a thousand dollars a month because they couldn't afford eighty dollars a month on a tool. And it's just like small things like that that even we were surprised about, even though we talk to the community every single day, there's people outside the community that we have right now that have real issues and these are things that we wouldn't have uncovered until we basically did this program so you know we we wanted to kind of have this kind of impact but we've actually learned a lot from even our own side where we're like oh whoa like this is a problem that we didn't even realize was a problem so you know i think from a kind of community point of view it's actually learned we've actually learned a lot both from internally but also the community itself has learned a lot about what other people in the community need as well and you mentioned that you didn't even know it was a problem, but I mean, yeah. be, being a creative myself and knowing a lot of creative yeah. people and being able to hear the pain points of a lot of creative people and the fear they have of like, well, I can't quit my job to be an artist yeah. and I can't quit my job to be a musician or whatever it is because they're not getting paid for that creative endeavor is the biggest problem that we have. Yeah. And as we know, in the education world they're pulling the creative arts and yeah. music and and so like we need it more than ever so these types of programs are yeah. essential to continuing on the creativity of the Great. world and is, is that kind of your mission yeah and i think you know we talk to so many people in this space and they just need that kind of leg up and basically that kind of I don't know, that that safety net, basically, which I think they're working these kind of jobs right now, which generally they don't really like doing. And <laughs> it basically takes time away from them actually doing the things they do want to do. And those things are just as valid as anything else that they're doing as well. So we, we saw it as a way to basically add that safety net where we know that $1,000 isn't going to cover everyone in every place in the world's uh, basic needs. It covers most places, we feel. But, you know, we want to keep it as a like set figure. But, you know, even having that $1,000 a month for a lot of people is like... It's a game changer. Than, it's yeah, a game it's changer. A, it's, it's a game changer. Let's call it what worry. it is. Yeah, and it stops that worry as well. So they can actually focus and concentrate versus, you know, being worried about money is a big yeah. thing. And I think it takes a lot away from people's, um, you know, creativity and the mental capacity to, to do the stuff they want to do if they're just worried about money all the time. So... For us, it was just a kind of like, you know, it was originally just a nice thing that we were trying to do, but it turned into something a lot bigger than what it was. It became a movement and I love it, man. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully this is great. Yeah. So how can people join the next one and where can they find out more information about it? Where can they support the program? Yeah. So um, we, uh, the company itself is Supai, which is supai.com. Uh, the details about our basic income project is at supaibasicincome.com. And you can follow us on social media there to get any updates as well. Awesome. Hopefully the next one will be even more successful. And uh, yes, <laughs> looking forward to it. Awesome, Rick. Thanks for helping the world be Thank more creative. You. We appreciate uh, your mission. And as always, I will see you in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends and leaving a five-star review. 
You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.